God, what a shit box that was. <laughs> you didn't like that? You're listening to the Nth Cast. This is episode 45. I'm Josh. I'm JD. Episode 45. I know. Every time we start an episode, we have to expound or... On the number 45. Pontificate. Well, not just on the number 45, but just on the number of the episode. Oh. I always feel like it's a reach, so... (laughs) Do you don't want to reach today? You don't feel like reaching? Uh, reaching is one of my favorite things to I'm do. I'm not going to reach around. Why not? That's for sure. Mm. So you're on your own. That's okay. But I'm used to being on my own. <laughs> 45. I don't know. I don't, I've I, got nothing other than a record speed. That's yeah. all. We'll just go with RPM. Mm. Go with RPM. 45 RPMs. You know, that's something our kids will never hear. I know. The sound of a record changer. Well, that may not be true because records are becoming very in vogue. No, I'm talking about a record changer. Yeah. maybe It came before the compact disc changer. Yes. In a big-ass thing that you'd put in the back of your car and you'd load it with like 20 CDs. I remember people would do that and they'd be like, oh, I think it's CD 18. Nope, that's not it. Maybe it's 17. And then they realized they took that CD out like three months ago. Yeah. And then, oh, that's not even in the changer. They have to pull over open the trunk and pop out the CD changer and like, damn it, it's not in there. What did we ever do before iPods and I don't know. Zooms. Is Zoom even around anymore? Uh, Who cares? It's Microsoft. Yeah. I mean, fuck those guys. I remember I used to get tickets. I got a ticket one time changing CDs. (laughs) What? I was going 85 and I didn't realize how fast I was going because I was on the highway. I was changing the CD in my CD player not watching the road, just looking down. Like, which one do I want to pick? Because you had that big book with like 128 CDs. And you think, oh, I think it's on page 40. No. And and so you're looking through, and yeah, I got pulled over. If it would have been me, I would have been changing the CD into my, um, what do you call that, Sony? Not Walkman. Was it a Walkman? Discman. (laughs) Discman. With the adapter, the, the cassette, the, the adapter. cassette adapter. Yeah, yes. I had that in my F one fifty. It was awesome. Oh man! Speaking of driving eighty five, that's what we did all the way to Richmond. Richmond. Was it Richmond? It felt it felt like San Antonio, but we'll it, go with Richmond. Basically, yeah, we went halfway to L A. Yeah, we were almost we out of Texas. We were in. Monterey is where we were. <laughs> we're. We're on our way to Mexico City. Uh, so yesterday we went on a road trip to visit our very good friends, Justin Corbett and Miguel, Lord Horstocles. The one, the only. Of Comical Podcast. And we uh, we had a great time. I don't know about you. I had a great time. Yeah, well, I had a great time. Had a great time. I can't believe that was only yesterday. That was only, doesn't it feel like it was like a week ago already? It, it does. Uh, they had us on for episode 95, which just dropped Monday morning. So mm-hmm. when you hear this, it will be yesterday. Yes. Uh, definitely go check them out. Um, we had a, gr- like I said, I had a blast. Yeah. Um, good time. I can't wait to have them on our show. Um, yeah, I agree. We just talked about comics, talked about movies, just... You, you'll actually hear a little bit about us on there that you've probably never even heard probably. us talk about before. Some some interesting there, stories. There's some scoops. 
Stories about our past. There's some scoops, and you're only going to get those scoops if you go check out Comical Podcast. Yeah. Uh, just go to their website, comicalpodcast.com. I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes. Good for you. So today, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about some movies oh, that we saw do, this week. Do we do that? Do the, we talk about movies? The theater. We went to the theater, and we saw The Martian first. Yes. And then we went and saw Pan. We didn't see either of these movies together, but we did both see them. Well, it would be difficult to watch two movies together. I mean, we didn't see them. I mean, they have TVs where you can do picture in picture. Right. But that would be... Yeah, could, could you imagine? This might be a million-dollar idea. Yeah. Go to the theater and have two movies, one for the kids and one for the parents? Uh, I think we're coming to that day where you just go in and you have your little personal screen in front of you, but you're just sitting in the movie theater watching it and like, I want then this why, one. Why would you leave the house then? Well, because you have to go to the theater to get those options. What kind of theater are you going to? Special theaters. I think you're well, talking. Well, we have to put in at least a 20 and then the screen comes up and then you're viewing something and then you have to put <sighs> in another 20. 30 seconds later, otherwise mm. the screen's going to come down mm-hmm. right at the good part. Now, do you clean the booth when you're done? Oh, no. And I don't, no. No, no. And I don't clean it before either. Oh. You know, and I don't hover. We talked about that yesterday. I don't uh. hover. Who hovers? Come uh. on. Own it. Okay. Fair enough. Sweet. Well, do you want to just jump right in? I'm, fe- I'm feeling kind of giddy. I don't know. Feeling a little silly. Is it the whiskey? It might be the whiskey. We brought it back. I'm so glad we brought it back. Ah, it's so. We needed the juice. We did. We need the juice. <laughs> We're running on empty. So. This, this is technically your fourth podcast that you've recorded <laughs> in three days. In three days. I know. And you're going to get your fourth in four days. Actually, I'm going to get. Uh, that's true. Yeah. One, two, three. Yeah, because I'm doing two tomorrow. I know. Oh God. What's wrong with you? Uh, what is wrong with me? What's wrong with you? I don't know. Do you, we don't want to talk about those two yet. Not though, yet. Do we? Not no. yet. Okay. No. All right. So, The Martian. Yes. With Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Hate that fucking guy. I know you hate that guy. Do you want to go first? Because you haven't read the book. I've read the book. So, it'd be nice to have opinions of someone who hasn't read it and someone who has. Okay, so I'll go. You go ahead. I'll go first. My my overall impression of the movie was I thought it was fantastic. Uh, and really, f- fuck you, Matt Damon, for making me like you. <laughs> Even if it's just for this movie, mm-hmm. I thought he was great in the role. That's wow. And I really do. Oh, I wow. really do. Yeah. I, mm. And I think this is an important movie. And okay. we'll, I think maybe we'll get to that. Remind me, we'll get to that. I think this is a very important movie. Um, for several reasons for that. Okay. But that was my initial impression. Uh, I saw it, uh, late showing and I didn't fall asleep, which is unusual for me. That is unusual. Uh, if I you. sit still, I'm going to fall asleep. That's just where I am in my life. See, I, I don't have the ability <laughs> to sit still anymore. That's true. I twitch like crazy. You do. So, but I can still fall asleep. Yeah, so it's restless nut syndrome. Yeah, well, is what it is. And it, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. Okay, and and you, what did you think? I of the liked movie? it a lot. Um, I knew, and having seen enough films based off books, I knew that they weren't going to be the same. And there was a couple things I didn't understand why they left him out because I think it would have worked for the movie for the book. But I'm not mad at them because I understand you got to take liberties and it's a different medium, but. I think some things that they took out that they didn't have to 
and little slight changes that were unnecessary, but it didn't ruin the movie for me at all. I was really excited to see it and I wasn't disappointed with the end result. I think it turned out really well. Loved Matt Damon's performance. I think everybody in the movie did a really, really good job and were believable in their characters. So I was, I was very pleased with it. I thought it was excellent. One of the best movies I've seen in a while. Okay. Honestly. Okay. So we'll, I guess we'll now just kind of peel back the layers a little bit and, sure. and delve into the details. Uh, I, I don't think we're going to, we're not going to spoil anything. Uh, we'll try not to. I don't, I don't think you can really. I, I mean, mean, it's kind of like the Titanic. You can see, you see the preview, you know, they're, <laughs> he's trapped on home. Mars. He's trapped on Mars. Bring him and they're trying to oh, bring him home. Newsflash. He dies. No, he doesn't <laughs> die. There's no, you can't really spoil it. That's not okay. one of those movies. Would you have been okay if he died? I, I would have been fine if he died. Um, because I don't know that the story... It would have been cathartic for me. <laughs> it would, Yeah, you would have enjoyed <laughs> it more. I think I think the main purpose of the story was about people trying to rescue him. And if yes. they had or hadn't, the story would have been this, and the message would have been the same. Absolutely. And I don't think this is one of those movies that you can spoil. I think it's no. one that you must experience. Yes. And even if you knew what was going to happen, it wouldn't matter. Right, uh, and I think that's that's one of the hallmarks of a great movie. Uh, some movies are, are good because they have that twist, uh, but then if you find out the twist, you're like, "Oh, you ruined it for me." Whatever, whatever. But I yeah, get that. That's one thing about movies with twists is you can only usually watch them once and really right. enjoy it. And this is this is definitely something I'll watch again. This is something I want to show my kids. Uh, not quite yet. Not not quite yet. Not quite yet. But it is something that I want them to to watch. And again, we'll I think we'll get into that. All right. Well, th- having. No, go ahead. I was going to say, having not read the book, yeah. I felt like the script was really tight. Oh, it was um, really good. It was Drew Goddard, uh, mm-hmm. the guy that uh, directed uh, and, and co-wrote uh, The Cabin in the Woods. And then I think he also did uh, Cloverfield. I think that's Is that right. what it was? Yeah. And I liked both of those. Those are great movies. Really, like, really liked Cabin in the Woods. Uh, didn't like the ending. Uh, no, but <laughs> it was kind of dumb. No, yeah, kind of. Uh, but the rest of that, the, the writing was really sharp. And that yeah. is one of the things I think that really shined uh, for this movie is the script and how tight it was. And then Ridley Scott's direction was impeccable. So I've always liked Ridley Scott. Oh, for sure. Excellent director. For sure. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of kind of excited for where this conversation is going to go because yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Ridley Scott. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen everything that he's done. Well, that's a lot of movies. It is a ton. Uh, I think the most recent thing that he did is uh, uh, the Exodus movie. What was the name of that? Exodus something. Oh. Kings and... Kings and gods. Gods and kings. Yeah, that one with Christian Bale. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen... I wanted to see it, but I I didn't. That was before the nth cast, so that's why I didn't see it. Ah. Well, otherwise I would have had to see it. Was there a time? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Did we have a life before the nth cast? We did, but it didn't involve <laughs> movies. <laughs> it involved productive things. Fair. So, um, do we want to talk about the plot at all, or no? Um, well, we can recap very okay, quickly. I'll do it I real think quick. we can. I say you can probably sum it up in thirty seconds. Yeah, if so, not less. So what happens is they're. They're finally making manned missions to Mars. We've reached that technology. It takes a long time to get to Mars. They can only be there about 30 days, and then they have to come back. So it's like a four-year round trip to get to Mars. Yeah, souls. Sorry. I'm talking about Earth days, too. So on the sixth soul, there's a huge storm on Mars, and they have to evacuate because their ship to get off the planet is going to tip over because the wind is so strong. While they're trying to get off, 
Matt Damon gets struck by an array, a solar array or a radio antenna, something like that. And some sort of, yeah. And it uh, knocks out his biosystem. So they assume he's dead. So they leave him on Mars. Rightfully so. Yeah, of course. And they did the right thing. They tried to look for him as long as they could. And they'd reached the point of no return. Like, if we don't get off this rock, we're all going to We're going to perish, yeah. Yeah. So they leave. Come to find out Matt Damon's not dead. Um, what happened was the blood... His his suit was punctured, but his blood coagulated so fast that it blocked the hole so that he was able to keep an airtight seal and get back in their habitat. And so the basic point of the movie is him trying to figure out how to get rations for six people for 30 days to last him four years. He's got to grow food. He's got to make water. He's got to make sure none of his equipment breaks and then also try to find a way to communicate with Earth. So it's a huge struggle for him to get through and then it's a struggle for the people on earth to figure out how they can help him when he's 40 million miles away so that's the plot but it was a little fortuitous that he was a botanist and not only was he a botanist <laughs> yeah he was an engineer as well huh. the botanist and the engineer was like well if i could pick two things in this planet what a great combination I mean, it's much better than the <laughs> weapons expert and the janitor you know what are you gonna do yeah. you're gonna shoot stuff and die because there's no food to hunt on Mars that I'm aware of. Uh, no. It, I did find it interesting that right before the movie premiered, they discovered that there is indeed water, water. on Mars. That's cool. That is cool. And I almost feel like maybe they've known this for a while, but like, well, you know that movie's about to come out. So we'll just wait. We'll wait until <laughs> until we know people people think it's plausible to get to Mars. That's right. Because I don't think we've reached the point of plausibility. I mean, we may be close, but I don't know if it's actually plausible. So that's one of the points that I wanted to make okay. is that this movie made me believe that it is plausible within the near future that we will make it to Mars. You think so? Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're not one of those conspiracy theorists who thinks we never landed on the moon. You know, f- fuck okay, those cool. guys. No, yeah, that's, that's, idi- that's idiotic. I agree. How, first of all, how many people do you have to get together in the same room and tell them, shh, okay, now, shh, shh, don't, just be quiet. And none of them are going to blab. Sh- shut yeah. your fucking mouth. Have you ever don't. met people? <laughs> how many people do you know that can keep a secret? None. None. Exactly. The best advice my father ever gave me is, son, if you don't want anyone to know about something, that's right. Don't tell nobody. 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 Well, here's my question then. If you think it's plausible that we can get to the Mars to Mars, what's the point? Why would we go to Mars? Do well, you, what's the point of any space travel? I'm I'm asking. Do you it do you think it serves any purpose? Absolutely it serves a purpose. Okay, that's us purpose? reaching for the stars. Okay. Which we were created to do. To be explorers. Yes, absolutely. That oh, is too critical. That I'm not disagreeing with you. I just no, 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 no. This is a good conversation to have yeah. because I think a lot of times we get so mired down with our day-to-day lives and the ins and outs and uh, of putting food on the table and just trying to make ends meet that we forget that a lot of the things that we're able to do today is because someone took a chance mm-hmm. and put their life on the line to to explore and and search for things and grasp for things that didn't seem like they were possible. That's the only reason we're even here. Well, if you look at even your history classes, all the people you learn about, Christopher Columbus, Vasco da Gama, Lewis and Clark. Yeah, Lewis and Clark, all those people are explorers. They're like, you know what? They say the world is flat. There's nothing over here. 
I'm going to find out if that's true or not. That's right. And I think that's incredible and amazing. Right. And I wish I would have that kind of courage, but I don't know that I'm afforded the opportunity. I'd like to think that if I was, I would go for it. Right. No, but we have the opportunity to instill that within, within our children. Right. Yes, and so, absolutely. and so that's why I think movies like this are so important. Uh, we need to wake up and realize that yes, the NASA program is important. A lot of the things that we use in our daily lives come from technology oh. and discoveries that were absolutely that were founded on experiments and and, and technology that uh, engineers at NASA uh, and these minds at NASA put together. And you know uh, the the it's kind of a lame example, but the first example that always pops to mind is Velcro. Velcro wouldn't have right. existed. Now a lot of people go, well, I don't use Velcro in my daily life. Bullshit. Bullshit. Most yeah. most shoes don't even lace anymore because they use Velcro because we're people, fucking lazy. People are too lazy to tie their <laughs> shoes. But there's so many other examples. Um, I mean, plastics. The, plastics and foams. Plastic. And, well, and metals like bulletproof. Oh, God, Kevlar, yes. Titanium, all that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. And a lot of that technology is being used in law enforcement to, to help protect them. Yeah. And, 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 and airplane technology has gotten to where we can actually now travel for leisure a lot easier and faster and safer because of the shit that they did at mm-hmm. NASA. But yet... And all those test pilots that lost their lives. Yeah. You know, let's not no. even talk about that. No, we're, we're let's not forget about that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Let's not forget about that. But let's, let's also not forget that it just takes a few pennies a day out of our pocket to help fund this. And right. we, we need to do that. And we need to stand up and say, no, we need to reach for the stars. And yes, we need to try to go to Mars. Why? Because why not? Why not? Exactly. Why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? Absolutely. Okay, I have another question for you then. The whole premise of this movie is that NASA is spending hundreds of billions of dollars to save one person. How do you feel about that? Put aside the fact that it's Matt Damon. How do you feel about that? Well, I think I think Jimmy Kimmel said it best, right? Uh, he, you know, he has that running gag on his show at the end of every night. Sorry to Matt Damon. Didn't have time to have you on his show. Yeah. That's actually like the only funny thing that Jimmy Kimmel has. I hate Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Sorry. But he's right up there with Chris. They Hardwick did the po- the poster for The Martians says, bring him home. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Jimmy Kimmel did a mock up says, leave him there. And I'm like, fucking <laughs> yes. Yes. Leave his ass there. That's just because it's Matt Damon, though. Absolutely. Okay. No, it's their running joke. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah, that is funny. From a practical perspective, Billions of dollars to save one person. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to say no. Just leave him there. That's just too much money to spend on one person. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly the point. Is that's a life, and all life is precious. Absolutely, and, and we can do. I think. I'm sorry, I'm jumping on you. I didn't mean to. No, 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 no. But I, I think the fact that we are able to do that, we should do what we can to help that person out because they didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything. He he was doing his job and he just got hit in a freak accident. He's stuck on Mars. There's no reason for us to abandon him just out of convenience. And I know that, like, in the plot, the people on this crew were willing to sacrifice their lives for the chance to rescue him, which I think is just part of human nature. And it just shows that there's still some decency in the world and in humanity in general, that we haven't lost our humanity all the way, that... 
yeah, we'll go rescue this guy. We'll do whatever we can. If we fail, we fail, but we're not going to say we didn't try. Well, Sean Bean said it best, I think, and kudos to Ridley Scott for not killing Sean Bean. I, I appreciate he that. He hasn't died in a lot of movies recently. <laughs> this is, it's fantastic. I know, Jupiter Ascending, he didn't die. He should have died. I mean, he should have died before he took that role, but whatever. <laughs> That's kind of mean. But okay. Um, I think Jeff Daniels, who played the director of NASA, said, you know, this isn't just about one man. And Sean Bean was like, yeah, it is. Yes, it is. That's exactly the point. Uh, but you think of all the knowledge that he amassed and the fact that that he was just figuring out how to scratch life out in a lifeless planet. Yeah. The inspiration and the stories and the knowledge and the teaching that he could bring to the rest of humanity is immeasurable. And Absolutely. I think that's part of it. I think sometimes we lose that. Uh, we lose that that perspective of, given the context, there's a lot of value there that we need to hang on to. And why do we put? Why do we even try to put a dollar figure on life? But then on the other side, you know, how often do we forget about the people that are maybe just down the street that are dying, maybe emotionally right. that we refuse to help or reach out or take yeah. time out of our day to ask someone how they're doing and that might make all the difference in their world. So it's movies like this that gets these thoughts going for me. And I think that's, I don't know that that's the point of the movie. No, absolutely it's a, it's not. It's a happy accident from the movie. It's gravy. Yeah. And, and I know that's not a normal, a lot of people don't watch movies and have those kind of thoughts, but we're not normal. <laughs> I've never been accused of being normal. That's the truth. <laughs> so, but the movie in general, I really enjoyed the whole way through. Uh, all the, like I said, all the performances, and I like the fact that they had they still had some of the really old equipment on Mars, and they were trying to repurpose it for today's equipment, which was fascinating to me. They're like, yeah, here's the model of this Mars rover that they that crash landed, you know, thirty years ago. That's right on only, Mars. Can only take still pictures, right? And they had to figure out, well, we'll do this in hexadecimal. Right. You know, because that's the, the best way to communicate. Mm-hmm. And it's genius. It was genius. And in the book, they, this is one of the things I don't know why they left out of the movie. Because in the book, uh, one of the computer guys figures out, if you add these two lines of code, we'll be able to actually like email and have IM. And they kind of did it in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it was a huge discovery in the book where they're like, Oh my God, you, you are now over all computers in the world because this is amazing that you figured this out. And it's a huge deal to go from having to spend four hours to get a one sentence thing. And then he sends one sentence back into, you can, I am like you're on instant messenger. And it just takes a couple lines of code. Yeah. And and it just takes the eight minutes for it to bounce from Mars to earth instead of, but see, I think that's part of the point of things like this as well is it gets you to think. Yes. And that's so important because we don't take the time to think. But, you know, they always say that necessity is the mother of invention. And so what the, it could be the simplest thing. Two lines of code yeah, to allow them to communicate so much more efficiently. Two lines of code. And no one had ever thought of it. But why? Because didn't need that, to. What, they didn't, didn't need to. And that's the thing is when you're faced with a dilemma – you have to find a solution or you die. And that that's what 
the the main point of this movie and what I really liked about it, especially when he came home and he got to be a teacher class. the next day. It's like you have a you the next day day yeah. one day one bullshit oh, bullshit. Take a nap. I'm sure it wasn't. Take a nap. No, there's no way. Well, it may have been because he had you know a, a three years back. I mean, Could be. It took him 18 months Could to be. get back. Who knows? Maybe he was just itching to tell people all about it, which is fine. Sure. Um. Where was I? Yes. You're talking so, about what he taught the class. Yeah. So what he taught the class is you're, you're going to be faced with problems and everything's going to go to shit, you know, because you sit in this classroom and I can teach you all this theory and you can learn all these things from a book, but you get out there in the field and you're equipped with all this knowledge. Great. But things are going to go to shit. Mm-hmm. Nothing is ever going to go the way you plan. 100% according to plan. No. So you have to be able to think on the fly and, and, and improvise. And you, you're faced with a problem, you just solve it. And then you solve the next problem after that and the next problem after that. Because a lot of times you don't solve the problem, it could mean death. Yeah. So you just, you just have to figure it out and just take it as it comes. And that's life. Yeah. And that's I, loved, life. I loved when he said, you know, here, the question I always get is, were you afraid? Yes. Yeah. Did you think you were going to die? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I absolutely I did. But my only option was to either sit there and die or to start and get up and get off your ass and work. And that's what I did. I worked the problems. Like you said, this problem, when I solved that one, I solved the next one. More problems came up and I solved one at a time. And that's, that's right. And everybody else solved one at a time. And that's how I got home. That's right. And that's, I mean, that's a big lesson that you can learn. Like it can be so easy to get overwhelmed when you look at the big picture, mm-hmm. break it down, start with this problem. I can do this. That's right. And when you get that done, I can do this now. That's right. And that's the that's way to right. do it. And so Matt Damon, he's inspiring you. This is so moving for me <laughs> that, your, that your nemesis is inspiring you to be better. And I actually think that Makes he you weep. does it. No, not really. Okay. I actually think that he delivered an Oscar-worthy performance. I really do. I really do. I, and because it's so hard to act by yourself. Oh, yeah. I think it's easier to act in a in an ensemble. You can still have a lead, but you got to have people to play off of. But to, to pull off a character like he did by himself on Mars by himself for 18 Earth months, he did a great job. And he kept his humor. He kept um, he kept positive and he. I don't know. I agree with you when he, the way he acted and the way you felt like you were there and that he was a different character. It didn't feel like Matt Damon. It, exactly. I was watching the story of Mark Watney. Yeah. Not Matt Damon playing Mark Watney. A, a character. And I appreciated that. That, that was good. Um, so I, I think everybody needs to see the movie. Do you think the movie as a whole is Oscar worthy for best picture? Or no? Yes, absolutely. And I think Ridley Scott is, is, uh, d- did a, a fine job to maybe even get nominated for best director. Now, I mean, think about this. He's won. Did he win best director for gladiator? Cause I know that got best picture and best actor. I don't, I don't think he got, I don't best, think director. They got best director, hmm. but may, I don't know off the top of my head. And I'm not going to Google it because I don't have anything no, to Google. No, but I know that got Best Picture and Best Actor, and rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, no, it was fine directing. Uh, the, the cinematography was great. Uh, I believe play. I believe they were on Mars. Yeah. A Best Adapted Screenplay. Yeah, sure. Why the hell not? I would, yeah. Let's, 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 let's sweep this thing. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I mean, it's the start of Oscar season. Yes, absolutely. Sure. So we're going to see more movies that will be contenders for Oscars, but this one, I think so far is definitely a front runner and Matt Damon would be a front runner for me. For sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, everybody should see the movie. Uh, the movie's great. Did a real good job of sticking to the book. It's funny. It's tense. It's there's a lot of tension in it. There's some sadness in it. There's setbacks. I mean, it, it's a it's a ride over all your emotions. And if you're into that kind of thing, I think this is a great movie to see. Maybe not with little kids or a lot of little kids when I saw it. Um, that I'm not sure. You know, under ten, I don't know that I'd let my boy see it just yet. Like you said, young teens, young sure. teens need to see this. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's sure. only PG thirteen. But I think that's, I think that maybe, I think they've skirted the line PG-13 and R, and it, they did a little more, they'd have gotten an R rating. Hmm. Maybe. But maybe. It, but it's a great film. I enjoy, it's one of my favorite films that I've seen in a while. If you let, her, if you let your kids listen to this show, you can take them to go see them. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Uh, so what do you, where would you rank The Martian in... Well, I don't know. Let, let's just let's go this way. Okay, Ridley Scott movies. Oh, probably pretty high up there. I would too. I mean, Gladiator's still my favorite, even even above Alien. And really, uh, yeah. Uh, although Alien is a masterpiece, Gladiator spoke to me at a deep level. Why? Uh, what do you mean a deep level? I, it just I don't know that this whole sword and sandal. I got you, uh, I got you. type of epic which brought that back um from the dead i suppose sure um no gladiators up there for me uh of course i love alien mm-hmm. uh, but if we're we're talking about really scott directed movies um it would be gladiator uh alien i really like nostalgia to- tells me that i need to put blade runner in there next sure even though that's, that there's a lot of problems with that. Yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of Kingdom of Heaven. I always have been. Did you like that? I like that movie, sadly. Hmm. But I don't know why. I really enjoy that movie. I think it's well done. I think it's an underrated film. You sure your favorite Ridley Scott movie isn't Thelma and Louise? No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. G.I. Jane, though. Oh, well. I'm a fan of that He movie. did Black Hawk Down as well, didn't he? He did do or Black Hawk Down. Or was that Tony no, Scott? He did Black Hawk Down. Okay. And Matchstick Men, he did that, too. There's one that I don't like. Did you ever see American Gangster? I actually didn't watch all of that. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I would put this in the top five of Ridley Scott films. I mean, well, what would your be, be your fifth one? That's a good question. I don't know. Not Prometheus. I liked Robin Hood. I liked Russell Crowe, and I like that they brought that back. The Robin Hood, Kate Blanchett. You like that better than Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? <laughs> anything's better than that yeah probably i mean (laughs) that had sean connery in it so it automatically gets a lot of points but it's that's a terrible movie it was awful it was awful i mean that was that was back in the early 90s so yeah ridley scott films probably i would say number four martian's number four for me yeah right behind uh gladiator alien blade runner and blade runner I, don't I would that. say number four, but I could agree with that. Worth a look. What about space movies? Space? Well, maybe space travel. I don't know, maybe we need to put better, clamp down the parameters a little bit more. Yeah, because um, space movies. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, there's so many space movies. Uh, what astronaut about, movies? Astronaut movies. Hmm. I was gonna say, what about like 
stranded movies. Like where guys stranded, stranded by in space. Because there's a lot of space. stranded movies. Like Lost in Space. Go. What a shit box that was. <laughs> you didn't like that? Oh, so you don't like Matt LeBlanc? No. <laughs> no. And Gary I, the, Oldman was good, though. The only thing I remember from that movie when he's talking to Lacey <laughs> Chabert and he's like, well, my quarters are your quarters. Absolutely, they are, Lacey, but that movie was just awful. <laughs> awful. Uh, well, but there's a lot of earthbound stranded movies. Sure. Robinson Crusoe. Castaway. Castaway. The one that I would think of, yeah. like, automatically. What about Matt Damon movies? Let's do that. Oh, fuck you. That's why I, w- I really <laughs> want to know your favorite Matt Damon movies. Um, or Matt Damon performances. Because Matt Damon makes the randomest cameos. He does. In, like, Hollywood today. He's up there with Samuel L. Jackson. Like, I'm just going to be in here for one scene, but I'm in this movie. Well, we know that I didn't like him in Interstellar. Oh, sh- fuck that guy. Well, hey, hold, hold on for a second. What's better, Interstellar? Or The Martian. Oh, Interstellar. Really? I think so. I would go the opposite. You think The Martian's better than Interstellar? Absolutely. That's surprising you know, to me. Well, it shouldn't be. I loved Interstellar. I know. But the reason why I feel The Martian is better than Interstellar is because one is more grounded in fact. Oh. For sure. And so for me... And that makes it a better film? because It makes it a better film because it causes me to want to take action about the future mm. than interstellar did because interstellar had just too much too many fictional elements to it a great movie but the overall story i like the overall message of interstellar better than the okay, martian right. about how love between parent and child is some transcends time transcends almost anything else absolutely so i really like that and it was i don't know I'm, I may be a little jaded because I like the book The Martian better than the movie The Martian, mm-hmm. which is I know don't don't, don't email me that that's <laughs> everybody likes the book, but I get that. But maybe I'm a little skewed because of that. That's fair. So Matt Damon performances. I'm not letting you off the hook. Yeah, damn it! <laughs> I haven't forgotten. <laughs> I haven't forgotten. Ah, oh, I've tried to wipe all of these performances. What well, do you from want me to go? Memory. Yeah, you go while I think. Okay. Because I have to think hard. I think my favorite Matt Damon performance is probably, and I, I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion, but it's fine. I really like him in Goodwill Hunting. Uh, I know this is his first movie, and they won the Academy Award for the screenplay on that movie. Hmm. But I think he did an awesome job. And I think he acts the best with Ben Affleck just because they know each other so well and they've been friends for so long. I like that movie a lot. And then second, I really like his role in True Grit. True Grit, sorry, when he's Labeef, I think he did a great job of interpreting the way Texas Rangers were probably acted and how they're full of himself themselves a little bit and how they think they're all big and bad and in the rest of the world nobody gives a shit about Texas. So, I, but I think he did a great job in that movie. Um, I liked him in The Departed. Yes, just because I love The Departed. But he did. He got to go back to Boston. You said Boston accent and dirty cop is not a normal role for Matt Damon. And I think he did a good job. And he was convincing as as the good cop when he was good, but as you know, a little dirty, which is how I assume all Boston cops are. No offense to Boston, but well, well, it's not like any movies recently (laughs) paint them in in any good light. Thank you, Black Mass. (laughs) And then finally, uh, Rounders. Speaking of Black Mass, yeah. 
Did you know that The Departed is actually loosely based on the Whitey Bulger story? I did know that. That's, I thought that was interesting. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Uh, I knew, I'd heard that uh, uh, they were, in, I guess Matt Damon and some other guys were involved with in potentially doing the, uh, the Whitey Bulger. Whitey, mm-hmm. James Whitey Bulger uh, biopic. Yeah. Uh, and they didn't end up not doing it. And so The Departed kind of, Kind of filled that void. Filled that void for him, yeah. And then I really like Rounders, but that's because I like poker. And that's a fun movie. It's not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I. that's always a fun. That's one of those movies that if it's on TV, I'm going to watch it. Really? Yeah, I love that movie. I don't know why. Hmm. And John Malkovich at the end, paid that man his money. I love that scene. I just love that scene. So, But Matt Damon did a good job in that movie too. Okay, so I'm going to... Mine is going to be a little bit shorter. That's fine. Um, Just the Martian. <laughs> Done. Um, no, I actually like him in all the Bourne movies. Oh, he's great. As well. uh, I agree. I think he just brought a lot to that character. And I liked, I, I'd liked seeing him more than I liked seeing Jeremy Renner. Um, I know they're two different guys, but I don't know. It just didn't feel the same for me. And the one thing I love about the Bourne films is because the Bond films at that point had taken a turn for the crazy. Right. And I think when Bourne came out. Filled a nice void. They got Daniel Craig and the new Daniel Craig Bonds are a lot more like the Bourne films than they are the Pierce Brosnan Bond films. A little more serious take, not as cheesy. And not all these crazy gadgets and shit like that. You don't need that. Let's let's make it a legit beat the shit out of each other, hand-to-hand combat, shooting each other kind of films. But Jason Bourne is badass. Oh my God, yeah. And um, you're going to laugh, but... Probably not. I actually did like him in Saving Private Ryan. So that's a great movie, though. <laughs> but I, I thought his performance in that was 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 good. Him and Tom Hanks together. Yeah, are, are there was some good. good scenes. There was some good moments, and uh, I don't know. It wasn't a very big role, but maybe I'm skewed because I like the movie. But well, and then at the end, it was he, just memorable for he me. He shows up, and you're like, "Fucking Matt Damon." <laughs> exactly. I and I forgot about Invictus. Did you ever see that? No, it's soccer. What Rug- rugby? rugby. <laughs> oh, rugby. rugby. Same thing. No, <laughs> no. It's, it's like saying football and basketball. Oh, that's right. Thing. Because rugby, you can touch the ball with your hands, but you can only throw it backwards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can only throw it back. You can, so you can so, kick it forward, but you can only throw. So it So it's like watching the Texans. Yeah, you can only exactly. throw the ball backwards, yeah, exactly. or or to the other team. Yes, <laughs> but he did a really good job in that film. Yeah. Um, okay. And, and Morgan Freeman was he nominated for that? I think he was. Hmm. I don't think he won, but that was a good. I film. No, I don't think he did either. So Clint Eastwood film. directed that, right? Yes. Okay. Good film. I'm gonna have to take your word for it. I think I've had <laughs> enough, had enough Matt Damon. Matt for Damon for one. Year, year, exactly. You're full up for 2015, eh? For sure, that's understanding. Now, speaking of a movie that probably won't be nominated for any Oscars, it might that, be nominated for visuals. Visuals, maybe. Yeah, babe, maybe. Are we ready for this? I'm ready. Do we need to take a break? No. Pan, pan. What did you think about pan? And I'm going to say this. I'm actually glad we decided. To do this to do together. this together because originally because if we would have done episode, an yeah. episode of pain, oh my god, I think after watching the movie, we'd have been like, "No, we can't. Do no, this. we can't do this. No, pan." <laughs> I didn't not like it. I didn't not like it. Right, but I here here's my overall impression: acting was good, visuals were good, 
the story, the bones of the story were good, but I feel like they could have done them all better. Honestly, I feel like it kind of missed the mark and there was a higher ceiling and they could have achieved more than what they did. I'm not disappointed with it uh, because I understand that it's a PG movie for children. And then it's, I think my kids will love it. I'm actually going to take the boys this weekend to see it. Are you? I am. Because okay. I haven't taken them to a movie in a while because I let their mom take them to see Hotel Transylvania. So I'm going to take them to see Pan. But um, I think they'll like it more than I did. And I went in knowing that it's a it's not made for adult movie. So first impressions, it, I did not like it, but it's certainly not my favorite movie that I've seen this year. So when I say that I thought it was great... I feel like I need to contextualize, qualify that statement. Qualify that statement for sure. Um, because we will lose a lot of credibility. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't go into it with a lot of expectations. I really, I mean, I saw the trailer yeah. and it's like, okay, yeah. And the kids really wanted to see it. And so I sat there and I tried to watch it as though I was a child and nothing about that. Nothing about that movie in that context disappointed me at all because it had everything that you wanted. It was very rich visually. Oh, that was the, the colors were spectacular. The yeah. palette was spectacular. Absolutely, there's colors there that aren't normally that don't normally exist. You know, yes, uh, there was there was good action. The there was uh, the, the plot was plausible. Uh, wasn't too complicated. No, very, very um, simple plot. Very, very simple plot. Um, believable. Uh, I felt. What, what do you mean? Uh, well, believable from the perspective you got an orphan and that they're downtrodden. They're, they're, they're the nuns were just horrible. Uh, and then you get transported to a place that's fantastic. Neverland. Neverland. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't anything, I guess what I mean is there wasn't anything about it that I was like, no, that's not, no, there wasn't anything that took me out of the story because okay. there's yeah, nothing yeah. about it that the story was felt, consistent for sure. It felt consistent from this is, this is a fantastical story. It didn't, the, the only thing that I would say that was a little wonky for me as an adult was the whole World War II bombing thing. And then the, there, there was that one scene where they were dropping the bomb and you see the propeller and you hear the noise. Yeah. And it's like, uh, okay, so is this going to be that kind of movie? <laughs> but it, it, it was short enough to where it's like, okay, they're just, I don't know. They just grew up. Yeah, that in the, in a war zone basically, and it just wasn't really that big of a deal for them. And they knew there was danger, but that's just they were little kids and they weren't affected by it. As that's well. what they knew. I felt like that was a an unnecessary uh, backstory for it, for sure. Like they could have been just orphans in a shitty situation. They didn't have to be in World War Two. Yeah, and then when the ship got in a dogfight with the British planes, I was like, that, yeah. this is wholly unnecessary. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. That's the only time that it kind of took me out of the story. Like, because there's no way that British fighter pilots would try to shoot down a pirate ship that was flying. You know, And the nuns were working with the pirates and coming to steal the boys. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, you're already letting people in the real world know that you exist. 
You've shown yourself. You've pulled back the curtain. But again, I go back to that's me as an adult trying to make something logical. Sure. As a child, that shit doesn't matter. It's just a story. And so not everything, not all the dots need to connect. The only dots that need to connect is that you have a child that is in peril. Right. Which that was consistent through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And he was the savior, for lack of a better term, uh, and him having to grow into that. And so the overall message I felt from a child's perspective was consistent and a good message. Mm. And that's stepping into your destiny and believing in having faith in yourself first. Hmm. So that's the perspective I came from. So you felt like it taught a good lesson to your Absolutely. kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. My another big problem that I had in is at the beginning of the movie, Levi Miller did a great job. Yeah. As Pan. I think it's his first movie, isn't it? Yes. He did a great job. I think he's going to have a good career. Maybe he's a child actor. I don't know. We'll see. Transition yeah, ten, from child to adult. T- tends not to work out. He's always tenuous at best. But Oh, Haley Joel Osmond. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> Dusk. Dusk was so great. <laughs> so at the, Macaulay. Of, at the beginning of the movie, he's this super brave little kid who's not afraid of anything. Mm-hmm. And then when he gets the weight of destiny on him, it's like his whole his whole character kind of goes away and he's just afraid. And I didn't, I wasn't sure that didn't feel consistent to me. You know what I'm saying? Have you never met a child? I, oh, I have children. <laughs> they can turn on a dime. Absolutely. <laughs> but he felt he was very fearless, precocious, wanted to make big decisions, had plans to figure out who's kidnapping the other kids in the orphanage. And all of a sudden he has some responsibility. And he just gets overwhelmed and afraid. And that didn't, that almost felt a little inconsistent. I mean, I get, well, he was moving closer to potentially meeting his mother for the first time. Sure. And that kind of stuff dicks with you. And so I, I, get, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not discounting it at all. It's just for me, I, I, I think I think what I said to begin with kind of gives everyone what they need to know from my perspective mm-hmm. is if I try to look at this movie as as though a child would with like a childlike sense of wonder and, and yeah. an open mind. Things like that uh, tend to not be a non-issue. That's okay, all. Sure. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, this movie, if you view it as an adult, eh, you the only conclusion you could really come to is that it's not a good movie. Yeah, I, no. That's absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but that's typical for most the, little kid movies. Like, there's so many shows well, and movies that I, that I watch with my boys. I'm like, this is awful. But they like it. Yeah. Because it, they're kids. And that's it's, right. They're it's viewing not it differently. for us. No, it's not it's, for us. And in, in kudos to the material that transcends age and gender. Um, That's one thing I love about like Pixar films. There's well, what, always something in there for yeah. the parents well, so that hey, you can enjoy it. Let, let's go. Let's go to the big one. Star Wars. Right. You know, things like that. Um, that just speaks to to everyone at a different level. Sure. And um, well, the original trilogy. <laughs> yeah, not, not the prequel. We'll see, we'll see about the new one coming I mean, up. And they they tried in this movie because Hugh Jackman's character, which he did a great job. I, and I'm very he. I think he had fun. He looked like he was having. He fun. He was having fun being evil because he normally plays the good guy or tormented hero, or the love interest. So he's very rarely a villain, and I think he relished the chance to do that. And he did a good job. But when Blackbeard is coming in, they you know uh, Nirvana. 
It smells like Teen Spirit. It's being <laughs> chanted. That was a bit weird. Which yes. is a little weird, but I, I I think that was kind of a, for the parents because your kids don't know it smells like Teen Spirit. Uh, why it does? Well, yeah, but most <laughs> Cause, most because I've schooled him. Right, most kids don't know, and then, <laughs> they don't. Uh, does he know Blitzkrieg Bop? He probably had no idea that song, did he? He he's heard of it. Right, um, and he knows who the Ramones are, but I don't know if he would have put the two together. If he knew what "Smells Like Teen Spirit" sure. was, and it, I'll admit that at first it was a little jarring, but I got into it. I was like, "Uh, it kind of fits with what they're kind of doing here sure. in the chant," and I kind of wish they might have did more of that. Even though I'm not a fan of musicals, and if if I had to make a complaint, and I think you and I talked about this we earlier, did. that'd be one of the things that I would complain about is that. One or the other. If you're going to, if you're going to incorporate, it kind of like Knight's Tale. Yes. Knight's Tale did it wonderfully. Yes, they did. You're going to incorporate uh, a contemporary music into a period piece, then fucking go full bore and just do it what, what, balls to the wall. And I think the best example of that, and you're going to judge me harshly. I for this, I hope so. For this statement is Moulin Rouge. <laughs> They do a great job of it. There's so much contemporary music in that film. Moulin Rouge. It's true. <laughs> I told you you were going to judge me for it, but you can't discount the fact that... I own Moulin Rouge. You know why? Because it's a great movie. It is a great movie. <laughs> and the music in that movie is all contemporary, good It's woven into music. the story. The, oh, it's so good. It's woven into I, the story. When you know, they throw the police in there. There's yeah. Madonna. You know, Elton John is in there. They're I, all... Excellent music that does it that fits with the story. Shit. Oh my god! I need to stop talking with my hands. I've told. I've said that. You've said that like three episodes. I can't help it. Stop smacking shit around. I know, right? Moulin Rouge is a great movie. So I think, and I think they had the opportunity (laughs) to do this. There could have been a lot of chants of songs, like when they went to the native tribe. Uh, There was more chanting with the pirates. I think they could have done that. Even the orphans could have chanted some songs while they're working or doing shit. So I felt like that. That was maybe a missed opportunity. It was a missed opportunity, or for sure. they either should have left it out in the two instances, or done three or four more. Yeah, I'm not sad that it was there. I just wish that it would either not have been there or just more of it. Right. I, I think that would have made it badass, and I, I think agree. actually it would have done more at the box office. It would have made fifteen, it, fifteen million, if that. I think it's going to be the flop of the year. Really? Because it costs like a hundred and it was. They spent a ton. Hundred, hundred fifty, something maybe? like that. They're never going to make their money back. If they're opening weekend, they're only making fifteen million. And the way it's getting ripped by critics, I mean, we should we spoil the plot of this or no? I mean, we know, you know the basic plot again. It's it's the origin story of Pan. So it's Pan figuring out that he actually is Peter Pan, and you know from the previews that he's friends with Captain Hook before Captain Hook becomes Captain Hook. So it's they're friends before they become mortal enemies, and it hasn't does nothing to explain how they become enemies because at the end of the movie, they're still friends. Yeah. Well, it's almost I think like they, they were make... setting it up for a sequel, which sure. is never going to happen. No way. Not at this point. A pretty ambitious movie for Joe Wright. I mean, he's done what he did. Anna Karenina and, mm-hmm. uh, atonement, um, pride and prejudice. He he's known for known for period, period pieces, pieces which Kira Knightley. Yes, I think that would have made the movie better. Oh yes, well you know that yeah. Although yeah, I guess 
Yeah. No. I don't know who she would have been. She could have been Tiger Lily. Kira Knightley could have, no. I mean, if Rooney Mar could be Tiger Lily, well, Kira Knightley could have been Tiger Lily. And I'm not buying in that whole uproar, people saying, oh, the character was whitewashed, blah, 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 blah whatever. Bullshit. We, we whatever. talked about this yesterday in Comic-Con. This is so stupid. People, anybody who has a keyboard and a blog is just going to run their mouth because they're- Because an- they can. There's anonymity and protection behind the fact that you don't have to look anybody in the face and have an actual conversation. You can just type whatever the fuck you want. And say, well, I'm just going to make shit up to try and stir shit up. And that's what people do. And I think that was ridiculous. Because the tribe that she was in, that was very... It was diverse. Ethnically diverse. Yes. Yes. Which they probably did on purpose. Absolutely they did. so what? Yeah, that's great. I had no problem with that. No, because it wasn't about the race. It was about the way they were dressed and what they were trying to accomplish as the tribe. They were protecting the fairies. That was their duty, and anybody who wanted to protect the fairies was welcome in the tribe. Right? Yes. Good for me. I will. I could have done. Ooh, Kira Knightley could have been Tinkerbell. Yes, because yeah. the Tinker. You only heard Tinkerbell talk once, Hi, and I'm she did Tinkerbell. Didn't... That's all she said. Yeah. The fairies were very, very small part of the story. Yeah, but... Tinkerbell isn't a big part of it at all yet. And the fairy dust was. Well, it was an elixir. Pick some. It, it was it was cocaine. Let's just call it what it was. Yeah. Let's call it spade a spade. Yeah. Because because Blackbeard needed to extend his life apparently. And the pixum, if you if you apparently if you snort it through a mask, it makes you young again. Which I mean, I understand wanting to live forever, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you could be young the whole time, uh, it, I'd consider it then. Yes, and that's what he well, was trying to but achieve. Not too young. There's like that that. Maybe like you... At least 30. No more than 30, but probably somewhere between 25 and 30. Yeah, right in there. Right in there, because you don't want to be a teenager all your life. That'd be, oh my God. No, that would be Oh God. (laughs) That'd be awful. That would be awful. (laughs) So, (laughs) I mean, the movie as a whole, I enjoyed it. I think, and and I think if I do you're I, just like you're struggling with words here. You're trying I, to be kind. I th- if Don't I would, be kind. If I would have gone into it with the attitude you had even as a kid, I think I've had to watch it with my boys. Mm-hmm. And so I think next time I see it, because I'm going to see it with my boys, because it's, I try to see that movie. I wasn't sure if it would have been appropriate for him. So I wanted to see it without right, him yeah, first. Sure. So I think seeing it again and watching their reaction and seeing how they like it will be a better gauge for me to see if it's a good movie. But if I viewed it just as, JD of the Inth cast watching movies and being critical, I would say it was not very good. Okay. Well, I think that was I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. And so hopefully hopefully folks will be able to make a their own decision. Um I, I say it's I say it's worth a look if you want to go with the kiddos. Yeah. For sure. My, and don't go with the kiddos, don't go. No. Not worth it. An honest opinion, and you're not gonna like this either. It's not as good as Hook. And I know you don't like Hook, but it's not as good as Hook. And if you had That's to, fine. if you hadn't seen Hook and you had the choice between Hook and Pan, go see Hook. Like rent Hook, buy Hook on Blu-ray instead of seeing Pan, my opinion. And I think your kids would like Hook better than Pan. That's fair. That's fair. I am excited for later this week because Crimson Peak 
comes yeah. out. And I am tired of all these PG, PG-13 bullshit movies. Give me some horror in my life. It is October. I need something spooktacular. Exactly. And, uh, it, oh, man, I can't tell you. We've how, been waiting for this one for a while. Oh, for a long time. The first time we saw the preview, like, yeah, we're seeing that movie. But it's been years since... Uh, Del Toro has been talking about doing this and uh, he's, you know, he's been talking about doing something with the Cthulhu mythos and which uh, he's needed to do ever since Pan's Labyrinth. I was like, this, this is the guy yeah, that you need. Absolutely. To do. And he was attached to justice league dark. Right. And then now he's not going to do that, which um, is disappointing. Which it disappoints me greatly. I, I just assume don't do that at all. Uh, yeah, there's very few If you directors. can't get yeah. Del Toro, don't do it at all. I'd let Rob Zombie do it. Yeah? Yeah. I think he's got a new one coming out in Halloween. Oh, you know what? Oh, maybe it's... Is it this year? I don't... 30... Is that this year? Was it 31? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do. I don't know if... The, I don't think that's this I year. I think it was... T- you sure? I'm not sure, no. Because if it's coming out, I'm seeing that shit in the theater, too. Yeah, for sure. I don't care what anybody says. I like Rob Zombie movies just because they're fucking nuts. Well, you're a fan of horror. Yeah, absolutely. You're a fan of the horror genre. Absolutely. And he is, too. And that's what I appreciate. The only the only horror director that I, and I don't know if he can say, is Del Toro. I don't know if he's a horror director. I think he's leans. I think he's just a good director who sometimes does things. Phantasmagorical. Are, yes. Not a straight up horror director. No. No, no, no. I would agree with you there. But I think Crimson Peak is going to be on more toward the horror side than anything he's ever done. Oh, for sure. So and we're Tom looking- Hiddleston. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. That's coming next week. What up? Um, did you see the trailer for uh, season two of Daredevil? I it did. just came out today. I did. Oh, man. I did. Do you see the trailer for Jessica Jones? I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Is it good? Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, David Tennant mm-hmm. is the, as in, is the big bad. Nice. Yeah. So, and I don't, do you know anything about Jessica Jones? Not a lot. No. no okay. I, that that's really okay. Into. No one else does either. I know. I know. Um, but that's okay. I think it's going to work. Um, I'm, I'm going to look at it anyway. Sure. What else is going on? Oh, uh, we've talked about the man in the high castle before. I, do we need, we didn't. We just kind of just went. Do we need a TV movie news segment? No, we're just going. No, we're just going. <laughs> We've had enough whiskey that we can just go. The Man in the High Castle, which is an Amazon Prime and we, we watched original. The, we watched the the first episode, and we were both really excited about it. Earlier this year? We talked about it, I think, in March. Okay. In one of our first, like in the first 20 episodes, we talked about it. It got picked up for a full season. They've already made them all, nice. which is great. And they're going to drop them all on November 20th. And it's it's a great idea. Oh, An alternate time. I love alternate timeline stuff when it's done well. And I feel like Man in the High Castle, just from the preview episode, is going to do it well. If you haven't seen the uh, uh, pilot episode of Man in the High Castle, it's out there. Uh, Boy, is it. Give it a look. There's nothing else like it on. There's really not. I don't know if we can say on. It's TV. the only reason I renewed my Prime membership. Really? It is. Wow. 
because you don't buy stuff from Amazon and I, I get it in two days. I do, but I'm fine waiting five days. There's nothing I ever buy that I'm like, I need this tomorrow. I did it more for the media, for the music and for video. Technically is a better deal than Netflix. Oh yeah, it is. Hmm. And Netflix is about to go up. I know a dollar. Well, yeah, which I can swing. As long as they keep commercials off of that some bitch, I'll yeah. be fine. If they start adding commercials, I'm going to cancel it. I wish they wouldn't have. And just use yours. <laughs> Is that what we're going to do now? <laughs> we'll have an nth cast. Are we going to share? Netflix. We'll just have one share and share. Oh, there you go. Yeah. They, uh, so we can write it off. <laughs> God. <laughs> With all this money we're making. Yes. <laughs> That's just funny to think about. That is funny. <laughs> I'm hilarious. Well, but I think Man in the High Castle you should see for sure. Um, it's one of, I'm excited about it. I am excited because there's nothing like it on TV. No, uh, check it out. Series, whatever you want to call. And then if you're going to go to the movies, I would say see The Martian before you see Pan, unless you're taking kids. Then see Pan for sure. All right. Well, we appreciate you listening. Um, I almost opened this episode with uh, telling people they were listening to Fear the Anthcast. I really did. Really? Because this is our normal night where we would record. It is. Uh, Fear it, but, the Anthcast. But at least we're in the Anthcast instead of the Murder Palace. Oh, God, yes. I feel so much safer I'm, here. I'm, I'm, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but don't despair because we will be doing our monthly recap. We considered strongly. We did consider strongly doing every week a weekly recap of uh, The Walking Dead. But alas, <laughs> tis not to be. We, we did a, a pro and con chart <laughs> and monthly recaps came out on top. But it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. It's going to be good to do a recap because we're going to be able to do some things I think we wouldn't be able to do on a weekly show and right. it'll be a little bit longer than a normal uh, uh, weekly recap. You might get six hours. Who knows? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's gonna be three in the morning we're gonna be like what are we doing i've got four more points i've got four more points so that's coming be on the lookout for that please in the meantime you have our back catalog of our show um if you haven't listened to some of our earlier episodes definitely give them a listen they're worth well they're worth listening to. they are worth listening to Quiet. if you're a completist yes <laughs> i feel like to start at the beginning and and listen to all uh, we are going to bring back topic week the end, at, toward the end of this month. We're going to be talking about Halloween. So if you have any, not just the Halloween movie franchise, but the whole holiday of Halloween. Yeah. So uh, if there's any input that you have on Halloween, definitely let us know. You can contact us on Twitter at NthCast. Or at NthCast Metal. If you feel inclined to write me a letter, you can reach me at josh at nthcast.com and I'm jd at nthcast.com and all, as always we appreciate you listening very much and if you're going to do anything at all do it to the nth degree <laughs>